We are continuing or hopefully finishing, as we said yesterday, Melachim Aleph chapter 22, which is the end of Melachim Aleph. We saw yesterday the death of Ahab in battle. This death was predicted already from the time when uh, he led Ben Hadad free and from the time when he stole the portion of uh, Navot, the, the vineyard of Navot. <coughs> we, we knew that Ahab was going to die in his prophecy in Eliyahu's prophecy, I believe, to him. He said, the dogs are going to be licking your blood. How did he die when he went into battle? Someone randomly, without much thought, shot an arrow. It hit right between his armory. And he was propped up on his horse so that people wouldn't get disillusioned until he just died from the blood seeping through. The blood ended up on his horse. And when they took his chariot and his horse to um, get washed by the pool of Shomron, the dogs started licking the blood off the floor and thus fulfilled the prophecy of Eliyahu that the dogs are going to lick Ahav's blood off the floor. The rest of the life of Ahav could be found in the book of Divrei Hayamim L'Melechi Yisrael. Divrei Hayamim of the kings of Israel. And, uh, and that's it. So now, who, who reigned after Ahav? We have Ahaziah. Ahaziah, his son, is going to reign after him. And... If you remember, we have already a prophecy against the family of Ahav that the entire family is going to be wiped out um, because of the sin of Navot, yes. right? Now, whenever Ahav was told that this was going to happen to his family, or to him actually, to him and his family, what did he do? What was his response? He tried to do Teshuvah. Remember, he put on sackcloth and this and that. And because he wanted to do Teshuvah, the punishment on his family got delayed. Okay, so we're not going to see his family get destroyed until later. He died in the meantime. That was for his own sins, right? That was for his sins with uh, Ben Hadad and whatnot. But the punishment that his family is going to be completely wiped out is going to happen a little bit later. Okay, Pasuk Mem Aleph. If you remember, as part of the story when Ahav wanted to attack Aram in the story that we just had... Who was the king that joined up with him? Yehoshaphat, king of Yehuda. And Yehoshaphat is the son of Asa. If you remember, Asa was a good king. Asa was, um, he, he fulfilled the ways of David, their, his great-grandfather. And he destroyed all of the uh, Abu Dazarah in Israel. The only thing that he did not solve for was the Bamot. People were still serving Bamot in Yehuda. So that was a problem during Asa's reign, but otherwise he was very good. Yehoshaphat is going to continue in the way of his father. Yehoshaphat ben Asa, Malach al-Yehuda. Bishnat arba le'achav melech Yisrael. Yehoshaphat, son of Asa, was reigned over Yehuda in the fourth year of Achav, king of Israel. Yehoshaphat ben Shloshim v'chamesh shana v'mulcho v'esim v'chamesh shana malach v'yishalayim. Yehoshaphat was 35 years old when he, when he reigned, and 25 years he reigned over Jerusalem. His mother's name was Azuva, daughter of Shilchi. He went in the ways of Asa's father. He did not deviate from the ways of his father. Doing what was righteous in the eyes of Hashem. And as is a typical issue in the kingdom of Yehuda, the Bamot, which were the personal offerings that people did in their backyards, he did not get rid of them, which he should have. Meaning that was one of his failings, was that he did not get rid of the Bamot. He should have, but he didn't. The people were still offering offerings on Bamot. Okay? Uh, and the reason that's an issue is because when people do Bamot, 
and they do, they do their own offerings in their own backyard, instead of showing that Bore Olam is the center and they go to the, to, towards Bore Olam to do the service in God's own way, they end up doing the, back, the, the service in their backyard, which shows A, that I serve God if it's convenient to me, and B, I serve God on my own terms. That's the, the philosophical issue with Bamot, and it often leads into Abu Dazara because if I'm doing Bamot in my backyard, I'm going to do you know, Bamot in my way. I'm not going to follow the standards set by the uh, Torah and the way that the Kohanim were doing it in the Beit HaMikdash. So that's the problem with Bamot. You could see why it would be overlooked because it's not like necessarily people are doing Abu Dazara when they're doing Bamot. But it could lead to Abu Dazara. So that's why it's an issue. Okay? Pasuk Memheh. Vaya Shalem Yehoshaphati Melech Yisrael. According to Radak, this pasuk is trying to say that there is another failing of Yehoshaphat and that he made friends with the king of Israel. Which we know, Achav, because he, he just went out with him in battle. So I'm going to read the Radak for you quickly. Um, His father was at war with the king of Israel. His Asa was at war, I think he said he was at war with Basha, Right? But Yoshafat made friends with Achav, and he made. So, is that a good thing or a bad thing? So, we already know this. We already know that he was friends with Israel because we know they just went out to battle together. They wrote it right after the part where he says the failing that he didn't get rid of the Bamot. And I'm trying to tell you that another bad thing was with Yehoshaphat is that not only did he forget to take out or to destroy the Bamot, he also made friends with an evil king. And this is further elucidated in the book of Divrei Hayamim when the Navi tells Yehoshaphat, Are you going to help the Rasha and, then, and love the ones who hate God? Okay, so that was, it seems, at least according to Divrei Yamim, and the placement of this verse after his failing with the Bamot, that the verse is trying to say that this was actually a failing of Yehoshaphat, that he made friends with Achav, who was an evil king of the north. Okay? The rest of the matters of Yehoshaphat and his strength and whatever he did and all his battles, they're all written in the book of Divrei Yamim of the kings of Yehuda. Looks like there's three full chapters dedicated to Yoshafat in Chronicles. Oh yeah? Yeah. See, that's why we have to do it's like it's very, it's, it's very It's detailed. much more detailed. Yeah, it's very, we have to it's do here it's very short and it's very detailed in Yoshafat. I did Yoshafat last like probably nine years ago at this point. So um, we, should, we should definitely do it. Okay, Pasuk Memzayin. V'yeter ha-kadesh asher nish'ar The rest of the harlots, the Kedeshot, that were left in the time of Asa, his father, he got rid of. So that's a good thing. If you remember, whenever they're cleaning the horse of Achav, they, were, they went to the pool where there were zonot bathing and there were dogs licking the blood off the ground, right? So you could see, by contrast, in Yehuda, you don't have harlots just roaming around. Uh, and and these, harlots, these harlots were typically used in like temple worship, in the Abu Zarah worship. Where they would bring harlots and use them as part of the service, right? Like Leave it to the. Like? They did. They would do sexual things as part of the service of Abu Dazara, and that was one of the enticing elements of Abu Dazara is that the the orchestrators who 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 pushed for Abu Dazara typically to, in order to amass power for themselves, like the false the false prophets and whatnot, yeah. they would insert sexual activity into the services to entice people to to do it. And I say, look. Come to my temple 
and give me $20 for me talking to the gods on your behalf. And one of the services includes that you sleep with this uh, harlot. So people would naturally want to do it. Okay? Um, it's, it's, was, was one of the criticisms of Asa that he did not uh, eradicate the Abu Dazara? Was that one of his criticisms? I don't no, he, he no, got rid of Abu Dazara, he just didn't get rid of the Bamont. Okay, Asa. Yeah, Asa was the same. Asa also, he okay. got rid of Abu Dazara, he just didn't get rid of the Bamont. Yeah. Okay, so, he, so whoever, whatever was left of the harlots from the time of Asa, uh, Yehoshaphat got rid of. Okay? At the same time, in the time of Yehoshaphat, there was no king in Edom, there was just a viceroy. Now what does that mean? In the time of, where, when was it the time? Already from the time of David Amelech, Edom was under the control of the family or the, the kingdom of Yehuda. Now what's going to happen um, in the times of Yehoram, who is the son, the, son of the son of Yehoshaphat, they're going to lose control over Edom. So what it's trying to tell you is that still in the times of Yehoshavat, they still had control over Edom and they had still, uh, it was still a vassal state to Yehuda. But this is not going to be long lasting. This is something that um, belonged to the good kings. Yehoram is not going to be a good king. So I guess that's going to be one of the... Also, I have a problem with the timing on this chart because we just read what the Yehoshaphat came into power after the fourth year of Ahab. They're saying he came into power before Ahab. Right? No, I don't think the chart is. The chart's uh, not that accurate. I don't think it's. I don't think it's. I don't, think it's a, I don't know if it's necessarily aligning the things perfectly. Yeah, these are the years straight out. I know you're right. Here. It is. It is trying to align it. But I'm sure there's. Yeah, I don't know. I'm sure there's a lot of debate between the chart is helpful when the kings are. Yeah. Yeah, they're also the they're also the difficult. Um, for example, like the next king we're going to see, Ahaziah, son of Ahav. He reigns for two years, yeah. according to the text. But really, if you do the calculation, it's like one plus one. It's like one in a month, you know? So there's not a lot of things around it. And, I don't know. Okay. <clears throat> so in the time of Yehoshaphat, there was still, Edom was still a, a vassal state to Yehuda. Another thing Yehoshaphat did was that he made uh, boats. La lechet ofira la zahav. Oh, Tarshish. I don't know what Tarshish is again. What's it? Tarshish? Tarshish is not... I don't know. Isn't Tarshish... From, it's a place from the book of Yonah, but I think it also means... Onyot Tarshish. The boats of Tarshish... Tarshish was a port city. I guess they, they had like a specific, specific boat type. So it was a specific boat. So he made these Onyot Tarshish to go to Ophir where there was, where was uh, gold. And... He couldn't go because his boat broke. And why did they break? And it seems like part of the reason his boats broke were because Achaziah, he wanted to go with Yehoshaphat to go get gold from Ophir. And Yehoshaphat said no. Why did Yehoshaphat say no? So it seems like this is all one story. The Farshim say that... He, they broke because Ahab's son wanted to come. And then when Yehoshaphat saw that he wasn't having any bracha to go get gold, because Ahab's son wanted to join him, he said, no, I'm not going to let you join me. 
And says he learned his lesson from joining them before. Yeah, something like that. Exactly. He learned his lesson that, oh, well, when this guy tries to join me, he doesn't bring bad khaw because he's an, he serves Abu Zarah. So I learned my lesson. I'm not going to let you come with me anywhere. Even if, I, even if I fix my boats and I decide to go, you're not going to join me. Okay, that's kind of what um, he says. Okay, Yoshafat rests with his fathers, and he's buried in the city of Tabir's father, and Yehoram, his son, ruled after him. Now we go back to the line of Achav, Pasuk Nun Bet. Achaziao's son of Achav ruled over Israel in Shomeron. In the 17th year of Yehoshaphat, Melech Yehuda, and he ruled over Israel for two years. And he did what was evil in the eyes of God, and he went in the ways of his father, in the way of his mother. His mother was Izebel, and in the way of Yarovam, son of Nevat, who caused Israel to sin. He served Baal, Achaziah, he served the Baal, and he bowed down to Baal. And he angered the God Adonai of Israel, just like his father did. And let's just read one more pasuk. And Moab decided to rebel against Israel after the death of Achav. Because during Achav's time, there was some military stability. Now Moab, after they say he dies, they attack the Israel. So now we're on Melachim Bet, pasuk Bet. Baruch Adonai Dodam. Amen. Amen.